All right, everyone, welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. And Well, I would say a good or bad week for the Blackhawks, but they didn't play, so there was no uh, week at all. So we're gonna, we've got a special guest, of course, uh, Katie Grzynski. Katie, say hi. Hi. Yep. Uh, we had some people ask some questions and stuff, and uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, since there were no games to recap... We're going to go right into a little preview, so uh, I will give it to you, Michael, and uh, you can give a little preview of the three games this week as the Blackhawks return to action. Sure. we still got a little bit of time to wait. Uh, the first game won't be until Saturday night. Uh, the Hawks are going to go on the road here on the, the 1st of February, and it's the sort of thing they're going to have to get used to. Uh, for the rest of the month, as the team has just three home games the entire month, um, while they have 11 road games. So this is uh, the the first of many, many trips uh, away from the United Center. Arizona is one of the teams that they are chasing. So the Hawks come out of the break, and right away they are faced with an important game on the road. So can't can't afford any letdowns. Just got to come out and you know really just try and play a complete game. Get their feet back under them right away. Might be one of those games where they need to survive the first ten minutes or so. Um, but hopefully they can uh, you know finish strong. And it, we're hopeful maybe to get Dylan Strome back for this game. Uh, he was practicing with the team today. Colleton did say afterwards that Strom isn't guaranteed to play on Saturday, but you know, hopefully we're pretty close to that. If he doesn't play Saturday, perhaps he joins the team on Tuesday in Minnesota. Uh, once again, you know, a team that isn't ahead of the Hawks, but still somebody you'd, you'd like to be able to defeat to kind of uh, keep the the wild from getting back into it the wild are, are only two points behind the Blackhawks at this point with the game in hand so I should add team- too yeah I should add too that the Blackhawks did not lose any ground over this by they were still three three points out of the playoffs just like they yes. were going into the break so yep and when we went into the break, um, most of the teams had games in hand on the Blackhawks. Uh, by the time we come out of it, I think the only team uh, that will still have games in hand is Nashville, who is currently one point back with, with two games in hand. But uh, Vegas and Arizona, uh, the two teams in the in the wild card position right now that they're they're tied for the two wild card spots, just three points ahead of the Hawks and both have played one more game than the Hawks. So that, that Tuesday game is big. And then that, or I'm sorry, the Saturday game against the, the coyotes is big. And then the, the Tuesday game following up against the wild, you know, like I said, it's a team that's right there with the Hawks. And so that's almost as big of a game. If you can take those four points or maybe get three out of the four points in those, two contests that would be really big for the Blackhawks chances 
because they got a, a, a tough matchup then on Wednesday. So you go on the road to Minnesota, but then you come back home to face the Boston Bruins, who are one of the best teams in the league, having a great year, but Eastern Conference opponent. So if you're going to if you're going to lose a game, that would be the preferred one. Yeah. But yeah, so you know a pretty busy week once it starts up. We got three games in five days, but. I don't know. I like I said, those those first four points are just so big for the Hawks. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll ask I'll ask Katie too to chime in here. And I, I, did you think we were the Blackhawks were going to be even close to the playoffs at this point? Because me and Michael sure didn't. Uh, as an eternal sports optimist, I would like to say yes. But given how things started, um, I wouldn't have bet on them being close at this point yeah it, it didn't seem like they were going to be close but yeah so these games the, the coyotes game of course is huge um so you know and the one good thing about playing the coyotes in arizona of course is that i'd say about 75 percent of the crowd are blackhawks fans so it's kind of like a de facto home game so that's always a nice advantage yeah, it's not it's it's not quite up to the level uh, as it is once uh, spring training is in full swing. I've been to a couple of games uh, against the Coyotes down in Arizona, you know, in March when all the Chicago people are down from from uh, for you know the Cubs and the White Sox games in the you know in the Cactus League, and I, I think in some of those games it's almost ninety percent. Uh, Blackhawks fans, but this time, yeah, it, it, I would say it's at least going to be 50-50. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be an advantage, and of course, I guess the Wild, you know, the Blackhawks have not played the Wild much this year. It's kind of kind of funny that they're the one divisional opponent they haven't played much, but... Well, uh, remember, yeah. they, they started off the year with so few divisional games. I mean, we commented on that, like, the whole first month of the season. I think they played, like, one game in the division, so... Coming down this stretch here over the final couple of months, there's going to be a lot of a lot of divisional games in here. Yeah, so I, these are all big games, and well, they did beat the Bruins, so I guess it's not <laughs> an impossible thing, but it would be hard yeah. to see it happen. But I mean, we've we've made the comment before: the Blackhawks tend to play to the level of their competition, and we've got three tough matchups here. So hopefully, the Blackhawks come out ready to to play and. You know, hopefully Dylan Strom can give them a little bit of a boost and keep the the offensive flow going that they had going into the to this layoff here. Because you know, just looking back at their their last group of games, there four goals, three goals, four goals, six goals, five goals, three goals. I mean, they they were really putting up some points. And you know, that first line with Taves and Kubalik was clicking. Patrick Kane was still you know clicking along at his normal pace and you know they were starting to get a little bit of depth scoring as well so hopefully they can just keep these the, the four lines rolling and um i mean the the hawks aren't going to out defend a lot of teams even though they have been getting better defended uh, getting better defensively as the season has progressed but they're still a team that's got to usually outscore the, the opposition well, you know, Katie, as we always say on here, one thing you can say about the Blackhawks is they're very consistent. 
and you always know what to expect from them, right? <laughs> Definitely. No. Always, always pretty easy to tell how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, every time we write these guys off, they come back, so. But now we're in that, you know, dangerous area where you're feeling good about the Blackhawks, and that's always when you're kind of looking for the cliff to come up. So I, I don't know which one of you had directed that at, but either one of you guys can. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you know, like you said, they they hit these patches where they look like one of the worst teams in the league, and then, you know, two games later, they're they're beating one of the top teams, and they get on a little run. Every time you you're ready to to write them off, they they manage to claw back, but. You know they're they're twelve and six and they're over their last eighteen games, so it, it has been getting better. They have been playing more consistent. A lot of that does, you know, uh, trace back to the, you know, the 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 better two hundred foot game that they're putting together. Much more solid in the defensive zone, getting much more commitment from guys. A lot more understanding of the system, fewer breakdowns, and the goaltending has remained strong throughout. So, you know, if if they can keep that that part of the game solid, we've talked all year. They they've got enough offensive talent to, you know, to to overcome a lot of teams still. So, just continue to play good defense, and hopefully they can keep it up. Yes, it would be nice if they could sneak into the playoffs because it's been kind of sad the past couple of years without them. I mean, they were bad for so long back in the day, but they've kind of gotten used to them making the playoffs, so it would be nice if they could somehow get back in. Absolutely. Well, I guess at this point, uh, Michael's got some commitments, so we wanted to get him on to do the little preview, but then I'm going to stay on to do a little bit of an interview with Katie, so... Um, okay. As always, Michael, of course, I'll get that you do you. You are on Twitter at MJ underscore Ernst. Yep. And then we will talk to you next week. And hopefully right. the Blackhawks will be on a bit of a run at that point. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. And go yep. Hawks. All right. So now we are just here, me with Katie. So we're going to do a little bit interview now that Michael's gone. But um, so I'll just ask you this year, obviously expectations were pretty low. Uh, what are your feelings on the Blackhawks over the first half of the season so far? Um, I think it's encouraging that, like we said, we really wouldn't have predicted they would be anywhere close to the playoffs, and they really have kind of turned things on. Um, so I think there's a lot of optimism there, but now they've had a break. There was the All-Star game, some stuff happened. So now really carrying that on into the second half of the season and really like staying strong and making a push and continuing to compete with teams and maybe not playing down to the level of teams that are below them, but just having solid performances night in and night out would really, I think, go a long way with the fan base and obviously with the team as well. Yeah, so now are you... An all-star viewer, are you not really interested in the all-star game? I used to be more interested than I am now. I didn't really follow it outside of, like, seeing what people were tweeting about. I didn't watch any of it specifically. I think I had some other stuff going on, so maybe if I had been home and flipping channels, I would have. But I don't think I get as excited about it as I did maybe when the Blackhawks were really good and several of them were playing in it. Yeah, and I've never been an all-star guy in any sports, and neither is Michael. We talked about it 
last week. So neither one. I watched the skills competition just because I think that's more entertaining. But for the actual game, I'm not really that interested in it. So I agree with you on that. So now we've got we got. I asked for some viewer questions to, you know, because we didn't have much to much actual Blackhawks news to talk about. So <laughs> yeah. So I, I asked the Twitter verser. We got a couple questions though. Obviously, first we got a couple people asking for uh, your dog Bentley to make a make an appearance on the podcast. And I don't know if you can make him bark on command or anything. That's what the people wanted. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if he's Bentley. Can you say hi? He's sitting right here. So for everyone listening, he is silently participating. Can yes. you say hi? You gonna say hi? No, he's just looking at me. But he says hi to everyone. Yes, everyone. He's a little nervous to go on the podcast, so you'll have to bear with him. <laughs> of course and the other question we got a lot of of course was and we've talked about this on the podcast when you've been on before but of course uh jeremy Carlton wearing the glasses and if people don't know this story which i think both people do but uh what do you explain to people the thing with the glasses and uh jeremy Carlton? yeah there's me and a group of several of us on twitter um really just appreciate when he wears his glasses uh, from an aesthetic point of view. And looking at the numbers, it seems like the Blackhawks have a better record and things just tend to go better when he wears the glasses. So we really just feel like he should wear his glasses every game uh, to increase the Blackhawks' chance of winning and to make it more visually appealing if they're losing uh, for those of us who at least can appreciate seeing him in the glasses. Yes. And I, we, I should shout out at this point um, our friend on uh, Twitter, Eileen, who has painstakingly kept the record of glasses games and non-glasses games. And I mean, she's a real hero of Twitter for doing that for everyone. So, so yes, to say shout out to her. Definitely appreciate that hard work. Yeah. So anyway, I'll ask you, um, what do you, are there any Blackhawks this year that are maybe new favorites of yours or? Some of that's emerged that you've started to really like and been a fan of on the team? Um, well, I think we touched on it a little bit, but the goalie play has been really good. And I think, you know, Corey Crawford takes a lot of heat um, and maybe sometimes has rougher games. But I think overall the goaltending has been pretty solid, which was nice to see even on nights when they're not scoring a lot. Um it's at least a comfort that you can trust the goalie. So I think just that goalie tandem there. And then even though he's not a new face, I think Patrick Kane just really kind of carrying the team, even again on nights when they're collectively not so good, he still finds ways to make things happen. And then obviously like the individual accolades, but I think he's really just been a leader in that sense that maybe wouldn't have been, I mean, he's always been good and led the team like in talent, but I think just kind of stepped it up this year in really just being extremely productive, even when um, a lot of his teammates were having a tougher time. Yeah, you know, uh, Robin Leonard, too, who is very entertaining, like, talking to the press and stuff, I, that yeah, with, like, the shootout thing where he hates shootouts and stuff. He's an interesting guy, so, you know, he is the kind of guy that, like, you kind of root for because, but he is brash, but, yeah, he's kind of a, just entertaining all around. Yeah, I don't always agree necessarily with everything he says, but I appreciate that he's willing to say it and, you know, doesn't just give platitude answers. He'll really, like, give a thoughtful answer, even if it's not necessarily going to be popular with everyone. Yes. I guess sometimes that can go too far if you say the wrong thing, but it, it always is more entertaining for 
for us fans to have someone that's willing to talk to the press. For sure. Right. So uh, another, I, I don't know, if, how often do you go to games? Have you ever gone to a game? I've ever asked you that. Um, I have gone to games. Last year, I did not make it to any, and I haven't been to one yet this season, but I have been looking at tickets. So potentially in the next uh, month or so, I might be heading to a game. Well, that, that'll be interesting, and maybe you, your personal touch will help the Blackhawks get to the playoffs. <laughs> it's got to work, right? Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I personally have only been to one Blackhawks game ever in Colorado, and they lost the game I was at. So, but it was not a total loss because I saw Patrick Sharp score a goal, and he's my well, all-time, one of my all-time favorites, so. That's good. Colorado has been my nemesis since that year where the Blackhawks had the incredible winning streak, and they lost it to Colorado on my birthday. So now I just have a grudge against the Avalanche. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> well, there's someone who both of the sporting events I go to are in Colorado, I I sometimes have a mixed feelings about Colorado and their fans. I like it when my teams beat them and they don't usually beat them. So, <laughs> All right. So I guess I'll ask you a couple more just uh, quick questions. Um, are you a fan of the Blackhawks announced team, of Eddie Olchek and Pat Foley? Because I know they, they're divisive figures on Twitter sometimes, but I didn't know what your opinion were on those guys. Yeah, I mean, I can see the argument for why sometimes they're a little over the top or they rub people a little bit the wrong way. I think they're entertaining, and I think it's kind of like if you were watching with guys in a bar. Like, I feel like they're very relatable in a lot of ways and kind of say things that they just say what they think, too. Um, Sometimes, yeah, I think they get a little bit maybe too much one way or the other. But generally, yeah, I find them entertaining. Yes, uh, and it is entertaining when they talk about food for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why, but it is. And I think there's one this year where they, um, it was Pat Foley's birthday, and they gave him like a cake that was like a rainbow cake. And I thought, wow, the internet must be exploding watching this right now. <laughs> yeah, they definitely keep it interesting in that booth. Yes, they do. Sometimes I guess you could say too interesting, but, you know, this is a, shitty, a city that had um, Harry Carey. So if this city can take Harry Carey, pretty uh, crazy announcing teams. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll ask you one more. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on for the Blackhawks for the rest of the year? Do you feel good about them, or are you worried? Because sometimes it's hard to get feel too sure about this team the way they played this season. Yeah, um, I want to feel good about them. I want to think that really having not great seasons recently and not making the playoffs I don't think they enjoyed that so I want to think that if nothing else is really good motivation to not get back there again also being Colleton's first full season I think ending it in the playoffs and showing progress will go a long way with uh the fans who still aren't really sold on him I feel like though that there is the possibility that they got hot for a while and it could kind of taper off again just because they are inconsistent and there have been some issues that haven't gotten better really as the season has gone on so much. Um, But overall, I think if they can keep up the momentum they had before the All-Star break, then they have a good shot at actually making the playoffs this year, ideally going deep into them, but at least getting back to them would be a step in the right direction. Yes, and as I've said on here before, if for no other reason than to give Michael and me more uh, 
podcast content because <laughs> you need that sweet podcast content. <laughs> well, right, and with well, the way the Cubs are going, we might need to rely on the Blackhawks longer into the season this year. That is true. And I don't even want to get into that today because we're recording this when Pedro Strope left the Cubs. And it's it's very upsetting for a lot of people, myself yes. included. Sad day. Yes, all right, so I'll let you um, do a little plugging for some of the stuff like your first, I guess, your Twitter account. Sure. It's K Dwarzynski. So K D Z W I E R Z Y N S K I. And uh, I don't know if you'll be writing any. You do write a lot for um, South Carolina sports. Obviously, they don't have a hockey team. So. They actually do have a club hockey team. Um, but our baseball season gets underway in like two and a half, three weeks. So you can find that at Garnet and Black Attack. All right. And as always, I'm STH85 on Twitter for you people at home. And you can always follow our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And I post them on Twitter. So obviously you guys can listen to them on there. And, you know, it, the Blackhawks are in the race. And, you know, everything's going good. And. I will remind everyone that when we had Katie on last year, it was right about when the Blackhawks went on their big run late in the year last year. So perhaps you'll provide good luck again, Katie. I hope so. Hopefully they're listening and they know that I'm the good luck charm. That's right. (laughs) Either way, uh, thank you as always, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back next week.